God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So the PA election is still going strong, still going weak, actually. You know, um, it's interesting. Uh, France can do a whole country in, the, in, in uh, a matter of minutes with paper ballots and all this mail-in balloting stuff, it's just got to go. I'm telling you. I said this yesterday. I am so passionate and adamant about it. You know, what's happening in Georgia right now, now of course, the custodian of the election laws right now is Kemp. And Kemp is rocketed ahead of Purdue, a Trump-endorsed candidate. Now, Kemp was single-handedly you know, responsible for the election fraud that went on in Georgia. I mean, the secretary, his secretary of state, Sterling, I think is his name, and Roethlisberger. Um, Roethlisberger was the secretary of state, and Ster- I think Sterling was the um, a vice uh, lieutenant governor or something like that, one of the two. But Kemp, the buck stopped with him. And... This can't stand. I think he has a deal with Stacey Abrams, who's going to probably be running against him, and this election system is rigged. You know, now Biden wants to call the new election legislation in Georgia uh, Jim Crow 2.0, but I guess he would know because it was the, it was the Democrats. I don't care what the caller yesterday said about the uh about the uh particular you know, the uh the switch going on between the northern uh republicans taking the seats and doing a power grab and carpet bagging i'm not buying any of that because uh i happen to know that george wallace was not a carpet bagger in alabama and you know, he stood in the doorway and didn't want integration. 
No, it's it's clear. It's clear. I have my own my own personal history with Walter Plecker and Virginia, uh, from a guy back in the '30s that impacted where I was born because of his Democrat racism. White Democrat racism. Malcolm X was right about that. But, you know, Georgia, Georgia is a state where, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm mystified as to uh, how they embraced this mail-in balloting. I, I don't understand how this can be. I, I, finishing up sort of like a point that I don't think I fully articulated yesterday, uh, which was, you know, I was talking about chain of custody, but I, I think it's more than that. It, it's anytime you can buy a vote. I think that the threshold for election integrity has to be, it must be, that if you get if you you get a whole bunch of like like here's okay here's what we do in the IT world all right because that's that's the world I come from I come from an IT I have an IT background and um one of the things you do is you you get people the government does this huge enterprises do this they hire a team like CrowdStrike for lack of a better word because they were the ones that were the custodians of the DNC server back when Seth Rich was murdered. CrowdStrike. And it was Trump that mentioned CrowdStrike with Zelensky in a phone call that got him impeached. Right? CrowdStrike is a, is a bad character run by a guy named uh, Sean Hayes, I think it is. Um, and uh, this guy was a part of the FBI. The FBI, the most corrupt investigative police force in the history of mankind. Anybody that straps on a pair of boots and puts a gun on their holster at the FBI ought to think twice about, uh, ought to look in the mirror and think twice about what they're doing. Because the FBI is a joke and the FBI has no integrity and what they're doing to the American people is a human rights violation. What they're doing to the J6 people, what they're doing with these fake kidnappings and the Las Vegas shooting and everything else in between, rigging elections, working on behalf of one party, one political party over another. They're sleeping with each other left and right, like Lisa Page and and uh, Peter Strzok. I mean... It just goes on and on and on. They're ruining people's lives. They're destroying evidence. Anthony Weiner's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, all missing. The FBI should be ashamed of themselves, those, those people. But that's not where we are. So the thing is, is that we have to we have to do better. This election integrity thing needs to do better. And so these enterprises, they will hire hackers to try to hack in and penetrate their system. They will hack, hijack and tr- uh, get people to try to penetrate and hijack their system. And that's what they do. And if they can keep 
the hackers from penetrating their system. They know they got something. Well, isn't that the way it should be with these election systems that we put up? Hire a team of experts to try to foil the system. I could foil the election system in two seconds. And that's my problem. And that's my point that I'm making to you is that if it, if it fails that threshold test, then those types of conveniences of early voting, mail-in voting, and everything in between needs to be scrapped for now until they get a better system, maybe some sort of an, a barcoded system or something to do a better job. We don't need a faster election than France. All we need is to get people that know how to count. And I think that the Democrats and the liberals that work these poll systems aren't good counters. They're that dumb. And they're taking it all the way to the bank because they're wielding the power that they get from the fraudulent system and they're, they're, they're putting up institutions, uh, not institutions, that's a bad word. Um, they're putting up organizations like terrorist groups, like Black Lives Matter, Marxist groups like Black Lives Matter. And they're buying a bunch of houses and giving a bunch of kickbacks and, and, and committing all kinds of fraud. And the Democrats just keep on perpetuating this every election cycle. Antifa comes out and tries to uh, silence speech with their fascism. You know, the thing is, is that it's really simple. Why is Congress not doing that? You know, I mean, as soon as you open up the, 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 the gates to early voting, I could show you six ways till Sunday how I can go ahead and set up an apparatus to where I can get people to buy votes. George Soros gives me a million dollars, and next thing you know, I take that million and divide a million by uh, $10, right? I mean, let's see. What's a million divided by 10? I don't know. My math is boom, 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 right? A million divided by 10 equals... 100,000. I can get 100,000 voters right there buying their ballots for 10 bucks. That's the going rate. According to 2,000 mules, it was 10 to 20 bucks. So I could buy those. I could buy 100,000. With George Soros giving me a million bucks, I can actually get 100,000 votes, 100,000 ballots. And that's enough to make a difference. Just look at Pennsylvania. Oz and and uh, McCormick are separated by like a thousand votes. That's insane with the number of votes. I don't understand why it's that close. Well, I do sort of. Kathy Barnett took a lot of Trump votes away from Oz. And this was probably a little bit of a lesson for uh, Donald Trump in that, you know, or, or it's a test. I wouldn't even say it's a lesson for Trump, but I think Trump knew what he was getting into. I think that there was things in, in Barnett's history that Trump didn't like. But, you know, with Oz, that situation, 
is that the Trump supporters are not just blank check supporters. They're not just zombies like they are on the left. They're smart. Trump supporters are pragmatic. Trump supporters have principles. And, you know, and for the most part, they love everything that Trump stands for. There's no doubt about it. And that's a good thing because Trump stands for a lot of great, you know, a lot of great stuff. Um, here we go. And um, we're going to hear from Trump here today in this interview that I'm going to play. For I've, a bit, I've been trying to play it all week, but uh, um, I'm actually trying to find something here. Um, all right. So, yeah, there's this really great... Uh, great uh, meme it says he told us protect our borders he told he told us to protect our borders he told us to bring manufacturing back home he told us to be less dependent on other countries he warned us about china the democrats fought him every step of the way he was right about everything and now in response to this trend of trump being basically uh, a fortuit, you know, a, a great predictor of outcomes of elections. Um, I mean, I think he only lost one, and that was Cawthorn. And if, oh my God, folks, if you look up Cawthorn, oh my God, what a train wreck! That poor guy got in a car accident a while back, ended up being in a wheelchair from paralysis from the car accident. Um, but. He was married for eight months and got divorced. He's a party animal. He went all over Washington talking about these sex parties. And it turns out that the only sex parties in Washington are at his place. And uh, he's dressed up in drag. He's dressed up in um, uh, uh, women's clothing, women's lingerie. And he's fooling around with uh, male prostitutes. This guy who sat in a wheelchair and gave some of the greatest speeches on the floor of the house, a rising star at 26 years old, one of the youngest in Congress, Cawthorn ruined his career by this immoral behavior. I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes. I just couldn't believe it. And the money that they were spending, you wonder, how do you get into Congress and get all that kind of money? And, of course, it's because of the donors given to the foundations. He, Of course, the first thing he did was he set up a nonprofit foundation. That's how you launder the money. That's how you get paid by the lobbyists. That's exactly what happens. There's a great movie. It's an Eddie Murphy movie. It's called The, the Distinguished Gentleman. And it illustrates it so well in, in a form of a comedy, but it's really a good movie. One of my favorites. And he's a con artist in Miami, you know, and Eddie Murphy's character is. And he gets to Washington and he ends up doing the right thing. But not before, you know, he was like, wow, he went there to try to exploit the system. And he was realizing that these people that are, you know, have these button down collars and these little suits with the gold buttons on and everything and the khaki pants. 
and the penny loafer, they are the worst of the worst. They're the biggest criminals since street crime was invented. You know, and it's just it's like sort of an oxymoron. Don't judge a book by its cover because the biggest crooks are people that look like George W. Bush and and Dick Cheney. Or Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer. Crocodile Tears Chuck. Of course, the Bidens. Look at them. Bunch of crack addicts. Sleep, you know, incestual. Uh, doing all kinds of nasty and terrible things. Selling out America. You know, the biggest problem with Biden, people aren't judging them for their crack habits and their sleeping around with whores. No, that's not even the half of it. The worst part of the Biden administration is they're getting rich off of your money, number one. They're using your money as leverage to secure deals for their own private wealth. And they're selling out American uh, national security in the process. They're putting our lives in danger with their radical ideology, whether it's personal gain or whether it's opening the borders because somehow they want to uh, ensure that they gain the power that they think that they're going to gain by importing all these voters and buying them, just like they did with the black population in the 60s. And the black people sold out to that civil rights legislation and allowed themselves to become generationally Democrat. And it was through the use of this money. And when Lyndon B. Johnson said, we're going to own those N-words for the next 200 years, he wasn't kidding. Give him, give him credit for having foresight. But they were basically using tax dollars to finance uh, future campaigns. They were using your conservative tax dollars to buy voters by you know, saying, we're the only party that's going to give you a freebie based on your skin color. And what that led to was major racial problems that we have as a country that other countries aren't subjected to or don't have because of the culture that was generated by the bad policies from the left. The bad policies are policies that you would... uh, uh, create uh, based on skin color, based on equity versus equality. So Martin Luther King, in his, in his very pure I have a dream speech, said we'll judge people on the content of their character, not the color of their skin, was right. But that's not at all what the Democrats decided to do. They decided to base everything off of skin color. Like I said months ago, you know, um, Obama, when he wanted to ban the box, he didn't want to ban the box on what color your skin was. No, he left that box of what rate, what's your race. He left that box on the federal federal employment application system. But because he wanted the quotas and the equity. But he wanted to ban the box about your criminal record whether you had a felony or not. He wanted to ban that box. That's the content of one's character. And again, it's just terrible. 
to think that they would do that. So we, uh, when it comes to election integrity, especially in Georgia, they're having these record numbers right now. And Kemp, of course, the architect, probably is the governor, uh, is basically benefiting from that right now. And this is going to allow him, if he were to win, to face off against Stacey Abrams, who is just a little bit better at election rigging than Kemp is. And so therefore, uh, they're going to end up with Stacey Abrams. You just watch. And it has nothing to do with Stacey Abrams' IQ because she's about as dumb as a rock. I mean, it's not. it does not take the sharpest tool in the shed to figure out how to win with a million dollars in your pocket. You know, someone just keeps on giving you money. It doesn't mean you're smart because you know what to do with it. You're told what to do with it, and you do it, and you're given assurances that the platform's going to be rigged and you're going to win. But that whole threshold about these new election things, if I can foil, I can go and set up an apparatus with Soros million dollars and buy 100,000 votes and win every election known to man. And so long as I can actually do that on the you know, without getting caught, then I don't think it should be allowed to be done. So therefore, I I don't think that mail-in balloting should ever be allowed at the levels that it's being done. I don't think that drop boxes, this chain of custody breeds ballot harvesters. And it's, it's this whole system here that is the seeds for election fraud. And if you could just get rid of that whole piece of the election and say everybody needs to show up on the day of the election and step into, sign in, show your ID, sign the book, walk behind the curtain, and vote. Take your piece of paper, run it through a scanner, and I would actually encourage you get a receipt showing you how you actually voted, how the system received, received your vote, and, and have it there, and then have a manual counter and a computerized counter with minority inspectors and majority inspectors. And so it's, it's not just enough to depend on the computer. Uh, it should be that everybody gets a receipt. And... At the end of the day, um, you know, that's what should should be. It's somehow uh, you get a manual count and a computerized count to make sure that there's no funny business. There should be cameras allowed to video surveillance every election precinct. I don't care about any of this, uh, these naysayers. Anybody that wants to do stuff in the cloak of darkness wants to do that for a reason. And I object to it. It's as simple as that. And so, you know, every corporation does this to protect their network. And that's fine. It should be that way with election integrity. But the reason why it's not was is because the people that don't want that integrity 
want fraud. And it's as simple as that. And the, and the threshold and the benchmark should be that any system that you sign off on needs to be uh, tested for in- integrity. Integrity tests. They have integrity tests at the bank, everywhere. And it's, I'm not talking about your own personal integrity. I'm talking about the integrity of the assurance that it's secure and that it's safe and that there, it's, it's uh, fraud-proof. And that's as simple as that. And that means you're probably going to have to take off the Internet piece. You're going to have to take out the early voting piece. You're going to have to take out the whole mail and Dropbox piece. Because I could actually commit fraud on all of those places. I could give you 10 ideas on how to do the fraud in those systems that are outside of the conventional way of doing things. And it's no different with the border security. You know, the Democrats wanted to razzle-dazzle you with smart power and, and, uh, and intelligent borders. With drones and cameras and sensors and you no, know, just give me a thousand, uh, give me a hundred thousand cinder blocks, put them up, and stop talking about it. Just, just do it. You know, just put the put the doggone wall up, okay? And let's just stop talking about it already. Of course, Trump was all about that, and as soon as everywhere they put the wall up. The problem stopped. Walls and wheels, he said, right? Walls and wheels. Let's not try to reinvent the wheel and get all fancy. We don't need a drone to watch people commit fraud and violate our laws and then look for handouts and then have laws that say once they cross the border, there's nothing we can do. They're in. Give me a break. Who are they fooling? They're not fooling you and they're not fooling me. But we need to actually get our conservative congressmen. You need to write your congressman. You need to pick up the phone and call them. And you need to make sure that before they even get into the, get the keys to the castle in Capitol, in the Capitol in, the, in the Washington, is you need to actually ask these questions when they come out and campaign in your neck of the woods. You could say, I have a question, and get them on tape. And and use your phone, camera phone. Ask the question, get the answer, put it all over your social media, and hold them accountable. And the one that gives the best answers wins. And the one who wins, you need to hold them accountable and say, this is what he said. So they get one little bite at the apple. It's only a two-year Congress, you know, Congress, congressional representative. It's only two years. They screw up, and next thing you know, they're out. It's got to be done that way. We got to do it. Back, go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things, and that's so. It's the integrity tests. It can there can the Georgia system hold up under fraud uh, under under te- fraud testing? Can it? Because I can get a couple of. Um, you know, hackers, and I can get a couple of um, systems guys that could tell you all the flaws in the in these systems. And if if it can be exploited, it, it should never be allowed. Just like if a bank 
you know, puts up a system and it's easily hacked. They can't use that system, you know, and lose lose all that money, lose all the IDs for all of their clients and get themselves sued. No, no, they, they have to have an ironclad system. They, you know, that's why the banks used to use Sun Microsystems and Oracle and all that stuff because these were enterprise-based systems with a lot of integrity, security and integrity. And that's what our election systems need to be. And it's not hard. We, it's not like we have to reinvent the wheel because we already have the talent, we have the systems, we have the knowledge, we have the technology, we have the, the entire apparatus to pull this off. And if we don't, then we go back to paper ballots and uh, witnesses and the whole ball of wax there. In Philly, I was a, a minority inspector for many elections. And, you know, it was a valuable pl- thing to do because it was a highly Democrat area. The, my par- the party that was the minority was a Republican party. And you would sit there and you would make sure that the Democrats on the on the ground there were not cheating. So Kathy Barnett, though, you know, she's now going after Sean Hannity. And that's bad optics for her. She's also promised that she's not going to endorse either McCormick or Oz. And that's one of the problems there. The One of the problems is that's not part of the team spirit, right? But more importantly for Kathy, because, you know, she had a great run. She has a lot of potential. I mean, she's a black woman in the Republican Party who's recruiting black women. Uh, and she supports MAGA and America First, at least for now. And, you know, I, I, I there was this piece where she was, uh, she was supporting defund the police, I guess, um, and some other things that didn't jive well. But um, in any case, she had a good night. And then what she did was she squandered it because she went after conservative media that has a lot of power. Say what you want about Hannity. I'm not a big you know, fan, really. I don't watch his show, but I will tell you this. He's powerful. He's not someone you want to you know, lose, lose support from. Um, and so the point is, is that, um, you know, he pre- presents a media outlet. She'll, she'll probably never go on his show again. And, um, and is she going to be invited back to Fox and Friends? And, uh, and so it's just, it wasn't a good night. She turned a good night into a bad night. And that's, you know, by, and in the GOP, Say what you will about them. I'm not a big fan of the GOP. But the GOP, for her to say, I'm not going to endorse any of the, you know, and she thinks that she has the MAGA voters in her pocket. The MAGA voters are going to do what Trump wants them to do. All Trump has to do is ask. You know why? Because Trump has built up so much equity and so much love from his constituent base that he has carte blanche right now. 
And, and, you know, the fact is, is that Trump earned it. He's got the scars to prove it. He's got the slings and arrows. He took the slings and arrows and he proved it. He put his money where his mouth was. And he delivered once. He'll deliver again in 2024 if he wants it. And he'll take it if he wants it. Or he might, you know, throw a pass to uh, DeSantis. Who knows? But we'll see what happens as these things play out. But Kathy Barnett had an opportunity of a lifetime to be a rising star in the party. And she kind of, you know, didn't, I don't know who her handlers were, but I would have never given her the advice, that advice. Um, I would have never given her that advice. And I hope she recovers from that because I think she has the potential of being a rising star. She's just got to, she's got to be true and she's got to be right. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about Tesla. So Tesla's being attacked from all fronts. Uh, not Tesla. I'm sorry. Elon Musk. But the story I want to talk about is um, Twitter and Tesla. And Tesla uh, loses spot on S&P ESG, which is the environmental um, environmental uh, social and governance standards, ESG. And they were taken off, but Exxon was put on. And so Elon Musk took that as a slap in the face. And so Elon Musk, you know, basically said, um, he, he basically said he's becoming a Republican. And I thought, that's kind of funny. You can see exactly what's happening, can't you? You can. You can see what's happening. And it's this. Elon Musk said this. In the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kind kindness party. No, they weren't. And Elon Musk isn't that dumb. But that's what he's saying. I'm going to tell you why he's lying. <clears throat> and then he continues and he says, but they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them. And will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. And then he has a popcorn. I'll tell you what's going on there. And it surprises me that nobody's saying this. And I was going to actually talk about it. I something I forgot to talk about yesterday. Because after the show, I saw my notes. And I said, doggone it. I, for, I forgot to talk about that something I wanted to talk about. And it was this tweet that I had put out um, on the uh, uh, 17th. And I said this. I said, it was in response to this Fox Business story where it says, Elon Musk slams Biden. The real president is whoever controls the teleprompter, right? So he's been on this warpath against Biden and he's been, so, you know, we played a clip earlier in the week, and what that clip said was um, that he was going after Twitter, and he was talking about the fake accounts and the bots, and how Twitter's a, you know, a bit of a fraud, and he doesn't really know what he's buying, so the deal's on hold until he can get a really good audit. And then a new auditing company came out and said that Biden's 
uh, Twitter followers are only 50% of uh, uh, real. And that means, you know, that that's sort of what we've known all along is that YouTube and Google and and uh, Twitter are all in the tank. And, of course, Project Veritas came out and exposed undercover, you know, um, Twitter uh, executives saying, yeah, it's a bunch of commies and it's it's censors and stuff we've already known. Right. But the proof of the pudding is coming out. And it's kind of nice to see the proof of the pudding with regard to the Durham, Sussman, Clinton, uh, Russian hoax story is coming out. And <clears throat> the truth about social media and their deception, their lies. There ought to be a lawsuit about campaign illegal campaign finance because everything they're doing amounts to campaign finance worth billions. And still the Democrats can't win. They got the they got control of the megaphone and the muzzle. They they and they still can't win. They're censoring and they're controlling the narrative. And this is why I say this that if you're the the, the person in power, the person who truly has the power, and I say person, the entity that truly has the power, is the one that controls whatever you say, can put a piece of duct tape over your mouth and say anything they want with the loudest capacity. That is the person or entity that has the power. So when you look at the Ukraine-Russia conflict, it's not Zelensky as the victim. It's, it's, and it's not, certainly it's, it's not Russia that's really the victim either. It's just a simple case where the too powerful tyrant, <clears throat> which is the globalist, with their right now their face of that particular conflict is Zelensky. They're the ones in charge because they're the ones that control Putin's speech right now. They're the ones that can isolate Russia. They're the ones that can control all the pieces on the chessboard. So who has the power, really? It's not, it's not Putin and Russia as the bully. It's the globalists like Trudeau from Canada or the leaders in Australia and New Zealand and the uh, slime and swine leadership in UK and all through Europe and these socialist dictators as part of the EU and people like uh, Klaus Schwab and uh, head of the World Economic Forum and the IMF and all these people that want to control your money. They want to control your food supply. They want to control your energy. You know, and they're in control of everything. How did they get there? It didn't happen overnight. This has been part of their plan for decades. And they're the ones in charge. They're the ones with the power. They're the ones in control. And they are not the ones that are weak. They're not the victim. Putin is not the bully. They're the bully. They just lie about it. They put the curtain around and they try to tell you that everything's rainbows and unicorns and they're pure evil. It's like the Wizard of Oz when you pull that curtain back. But the Wizard of Oz is nowhere near as evil. Uh, That guy was nowhere near as evil, the wizard, uh, as globalists are. In fact, I think the globalists are every bit as bad as Adolf Hitler. And they've killed just about as many people as well. 
and they're just terrible. But here's the thing. So Elon Musk is posturing himself to be on the side of the right. I'll tell you why he's doing it. I tweeted this out two days ago. I said, Elon Musk knows that without a Trump account, Twitter is little more than an inflated fake account platform for liberals worth half of what he tentatively agreed to pay. So watch him embrace the right and bash Biden. It will never work without Trump. And that is the truth. Think about that for just a second. And that's why in that interview, he said, getting rid of permanent brands are stupid and they're immoral. Immoral. And he said getting rid of Trump was completely moronic. And the interviewer who was questioning him was all for banning Trump for life. He was a libtard. He was just dumb. He had no foresight. And so he kept on going back to the question, and Elon Musk kept ratcheting up how stupid it was. Basically, you could tell that the guy, Elon Musk was calling this interviewer stupid. He's not seeing the forest between the tr- from the trees. So he... It's it's true. It's a short-sighted, you know, ideological uh, misstep by the left. They're so short-sighted and blinded by their ideology, they can't even see how ridiculous they look. Like this whole ministry of truth that lasted what eight days, you know, two weeks, you know, and Jan, uh, Nina Jankowicz, you know, turned out to be a fruitcake, you know. It's absolutely crazy. But this point that I'm making here is super important because everything you see Elon Musk doing, I'm going to vote right, I'm going to be a conservative, Um, Biden sucks. And I, I also think Jeffrey Bezos is playing the same move. He's bashing Biden for the inflation. Of course, he knows inflation is killing Amazon right now. And Amazon is investing billions and billions of dollars. They're hemorrhaging cash. And the stock stocks are going to take a dip. Because not only do we have the recession, I think we're heading toward a depression. And the stock market is going to crash. And at some point. So I'm going to read this again. Elon Musk knows that without a Trump account... Twitter is little more than an inflated fake account platform for liberals worth half of what he tentatively agreed to pay. That's why he wants to do this audit. He wants to do the audit. He wants to reevaluate the value of Twitter and do another assessment because I think, you know, the deal's not done. I think he thinks he's paid too much. You know, it's like buying a car that's a lemon. You know, it's buying a publishing company where they tell you they have a million subscribers and they only have 10,000 subscribers. Somehow they kept it from the public and they created this fake image. It's like saying, how many listeners does Scott Adams have? I have 80 million listeners. Wow, Scott Adams has 80 million listeners. That is something. But, But it's not true. I don't have 80 million listeners. 
I only have 79 million listeners. All right. The point is you could say anything you want. And if you're controlling both sides of the, you know, you're the, you, you know, Twitter could buy out the verify verification company that's verifying that what they said was true. And of course, none of it's true. You know, that's the thing. So Elon Musk knows that without a Trump account, Twitter is little more than an inflated fake account platform for liberals worth half of what he tentatively agreed to pay. So watch him embrace the right and bash Biden. It will never work without Trump. And that's why Trump said this. Trump said, I don't think I'm going back to Twitter. And and uh, Elon Musk said, yeah, well, of course we're going to reactivate re- re- uh, the... Uh, Real uh, at real Donald Trump account, but Trump's not taking that bait. Remember what I said months ago? I said this is going to be interesting because Trump is not going to get down on his knees and kiss the ring of Elon Musk. He's not. That's bad optic. Oh, I could come back. Okay, all right. Thank you, Elon. You know. Trump's not going to do that. Trump's going to be the chairman of the board. He's going to be the boss every time. And he understands this. The optics. The leverage. And the walk away. But Trump wants to, I'm sure Trump would love to get back on Twitter, but under his terms. So now he's bringing Twitter to its knees. Because Twitter will never, ever get back to where they were, especially after now they've been exposed as being a fraud. I wouldn't be surprised if the advertisers who've been advertising on Twitter for the last couple of years aren't going to retroactively sue the crap out of Twitter. You told me that these these were the numbers I was buying, and now you tell me, now I find out that the numbers weren't, weren't, weren't even half of what you, you promised me. I want my money back. I paid you a million dollars per click and, or, you know, per whatever clicks. I paid you a million dollars for, uh, for something that probably should have cost me $10,000 because the numbers were fudged. You lied about your numbers. If I'm a magazine and I have a million subscribers, guess what? I could sell a full page ad for, you know, $100,000. But if I'm a magazine that has 5,000 subscribers, I could sell that full page ad for about $500. You know, something like that. So, you you see the point. At some point, if you paid $100,000 for a $5,000 ad and you did that 100 times over the course of the last two years, you might go back to them and say, look, I'm going to sue you for lying, for fraud. And this is going to open up a can of worms like there's no tomorrow. How do they explain that away? How do they get away with that? All right, so I have a couple more things. Um, you know, people are talking about Finland and, yeah, and by the way, I have this great interview with Donald Trump, uh, but it's 20 minutes long. And we don't have 20 minutes, so I'm not going to play it today. Um, it's good. It's it's a good it's a good interview. Um, 
it's it'd be a good space filler. You know, if it's a light news day or something, we'll play it. Um, but in any case, Turkey says no to Sweden and Finland about getting into the EU and getting into NATO, and because Turkey's part of NATO, so Turkey's justice uh, ministry said it objected on the grounds that the two countries had failed to respond positively to extradition requests. So Turkey has said it will not approve Sweden and Finland joining its Na- it as NATO members. Hours after Stockholm followed Helsinki in a historic Nordic security policy. And of course, Biden is meeting with Finland, I think, today. Could be today. Um, it'll be interesting to see that. So we got this one. Amazon's Bezos again blasts Biden administration on inflation, says it's most hurtful to the poor. And of course, that's true. Of course, the new um, press secretary can't figure it out. Uh, They keep blaming Putin. And that's the silliest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And taxing the rich is only going to allow the rich to pass those expenses down to the customer. Already, we're, we're paying $5,000 a year on gas, and it's double what it was a year ago, two years ago. And it's a kind of inflation that is just unexplainable, except for the fact that they're trying to steer you into green when the green's not available. And it will never really be available for, it won't be available for decades, at least. And I'm of the belief that, that Free market competition should should be the rule, and that uh, there really should be um, competition in order to make the green better. It might slow it down, yes, but it will make it better as well because uh, competition always does that. Steel sharpens steel. So closing down the Keystone Pipeline and the promise of future plentiful oil would have kept the prices of oil down (coughs) uh, knowing that the futures are brighter. But as it is right now, that's not the case because Biden keeps shutting these things off and, and turning down like oil exploration in Alaska, turning down the Keystone pipeline development and all these other things. And he's trying to strong arm you by sticking your nose in crap. And that's all he's doing. And so this is a problem. And and it comes at a time when the world, we're getting crushed. So raising taxes and all these things are not going to curb inflation. It's going to make things more expensive. It's going to repress People more. And, you know, Tucker Carlson said something last night that I thought was brilliant. He said this one little piece. He said, he said, he was comparing uh, what's happening in America to Venezuela. And he admitted that there isn't quite a comparison, but we're going in that direction with inflation. So when, you know, Venezuela's leadership ran into the ground, the inflation went up and created a poverty level that was about 65%. And what what ended up happening, he said, is that um, 
it, it, it not only does it increase crime at a time when they want to defund the police, but um, it also makes voters vote de- in a desperate way. Uh, so it it, al- it makes voters make a choice. It's like if you're uh, if you're you and your family are backs are against the wall, and you have to vote your way out of it. It's sort of like if you're being tortured, right? And you say, if you just tell me that you did it, I will stop hammering your big toe. Or I will stop, you know, taking, I'll take the plier out of your mouth. You know, at some point, I'll stop torturing you if you just tell me you did it. And of course, you didn't do it. But you say, okay, I did it. Now, you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail legitimately for saying you did it. But the temporary, the, the, the immediate pain went away. And so you just created a bigger problem for yourself in one sense, but you had to. You couldn't take any more of this torture. And that's what's happening. That's what happened in Venezuela. And that's what's happening here in America is that we are put into a desperate situation where we're going to end up folding and giving the power elite the keys to the power structure so that we can eat, so that we can feed our babies so they don't die. Already, babies are going into the hospital because they're not getting the right baby formula. It's getting really, really desperate out there. And uh, who would have ever thought that it would have only taken Biden a little over a year to destroy this country? And there ought to be laws in place that prevent a president from destroying a country from within, but there doesn't seem to be. Anyway, that brings us to the end of uh, our show today. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams Show. And of course, be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out what we're doing to support America First policies to make America great again. When you go over to uh, MyPillow.com, they have a promotion on mattresses right now that's instead of 30% off the mattress, it's 50% off the mattress. So now's the best time to buy that mattress using Red State as your promo code. Use Red State. And also, uh, they have a great deal on slippers and they have a Memorial Day sale. And you might want to go over there, but be sure to use Red State as your promo code. We're also sponsored by My Patriot Supply. They gave us a landing page. It's very complicated, so I made it so it's easier. You just go to My Patriot Supply, which would be mps.scottadamshow.com, and be sure to check out scottadamshow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio.